Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is weird, yeah, and I, and that part of it. I mean, I, I would argue that part of it can probably hurt Ben. You know, like going forward, I, I, I just know this. Like having covered this for two decades and so many coaching searches and all of that, um, your name doesn't stay hot forever. You know, and in a lot of cases, a guy's name can be hot for two or three years and then it cools off. And um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen to Ben Johnson, but it certainly could. And so, like, when you've left different teams at the altar um, or, you know, like, gone through the process with a bunch of teams in the front end and pulled out, you know, then there's always going to be the question, like, is he ready to jump? How does he feel about himself as a head coach? Albert Breer on Grant and Danny earlier today. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect all of your assets and your Will will be updated. You can update your trust as well. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com and mention the show to score yourself a discount. kmlawyers.com. Gondori and Murad are coming out on Friday night, Danny. Should be a blast. We're getting both stations, staffs together all on the stage at the same time. There's been a lot of yelling today during commercial breaks, before shows. It's going to be like that. Like It's been chaos here. Russell's around. Linnell's been yelling at, at different things. Uh, Grant's been yelling. I think people are poking the bear a little bit because of of, of of you and Ben Johnson. I don't think I've been yelling. I've been very quiet. Mm. I don't have a lot of energy today. The tones have been raised a couple of times, I would say. Yeah. No, that's not a criticism. I'm not ripping I, you or anything. I'm not defensive. I just don't remember. I, it's tough for me to, to right now. To match I'm, the energy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm more, like, down than I am angry. I'm I'm sad. It's good. I think it's going to be a hoot. Not to out the big back. You're like, I'm sad. Anyone's going to be so much fun Friday. Right. Uh, it's the, 106.7 yeah. The Fan. We are live on stage with uh, the fellas down the hall, including Chris Russell, ladies and gentlemen, whose smirking face is looking at me right now. Uh, we got a special guest as well. Jonathan Allen's going to be there. That's awesome. Tickets are on sale at BethesdaTheater.com. Presented by Main Street Bank, your local bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com. For more information, it's funny Breer used that terminology because I was thinking during the commercial break, it feels to me like the commanders were left at the altar in a way by Ben Johnson. And you tell yourself in that situation, like if you're trying to talk to your buddy or the groomsman or whatever, the, the girl didn't show up. You're like, listen, man, if she's going to leave you at the altar, you don't want to marry her anyway. Not to say as much that Ben Johnson didn't want them, so it wouldn't have worked, but if he's going to be the dude that's going to just going to have his agent fire off a text while you're in the middle of a, a flight on a PJ, 
coming to Detroit to say, actually, guys, I'm out. There's probably a little more maybe Josh McDaniels there than we want there to be. Yeah. So maybe you dodged a bullet. Now, that's also how I can cope. It's how people are going to kind of talk themselves into it. Like, no, actually, you just lost the love of your life, and it would have been a great life, and it's sad that she didn't show up at the altar. But you can kind of tell yourself, if she's going to not show up and no-show me, then I'm glad I'm not marrying her anyway. That's how I feel, 100%. Thank God he did this. Seriously, I I was enamored before this. When you do this 11th hour, so you're rug already pull. like you have you have turned already on. Oh yeah, on him. dude, he he is on my root against list forever because because of this nonsense. So you see him on Sunday in Week One calling plays for the Detroit Lions next year, and you are actively rooting against Ben Johnson. 100. Now it's going to be futile because they'll be good and they're running it back and they'll be you know contending in that mediocre division. That's good offense. He'll do really well, but I will root against that guy wherever he ends up. Wow. We should circle back to that later in the show to see if people agree with that sentiment. Let's go to Ray, who's in Annapolis on Grant and Danny. How are you, Ray? I'm good. I appreciate your call. This is a great show. Thank you, buddy. I want to change your um, perception and or anticipation. Perhaps the brain trust of the commanders already knew prior to this noncommittal of this coach that they interviewed uh, I'm sorry, they interviewed BMN, the enemy, to be able to say, we're going to bring a defensive coach in that will allow the enemy to use his brain, his, his knowledge of the Kansas City Chiefs, working knowledge, to build an infrastructure. And this decent defensive coach would allow the enemy to do what he needs to do. But what up, makes you, Ray, you. think, like what that you've seen, other than just like, hey, he's still technically in the building and they need a coordinator. What that we've seen makes you think that, let's say they hire a defensive coach, that they would have Eric Bieniemy remain their OC rather than going and hiring someone else on the market. What leads you to believe that? I think that be part because he's part of and still part of the infrastructure that made Kansas City successful. That they would take in consideration that he ha- he was there, and he does have knowledge. Sure, but they Andy just had Reed an entire office. year of evaluating him in their own building. Like that would make sense to me if he hadn't been here. What he did in Kansas City, which is successful and awesome and great. Mm-hmm doesn't matter as much to them right now as last year when they saw firsthand how he operates every down, every series, every game, week to week, and you're able to talk to assistants in the building, uh, head coach during the the season, Rivera, before you fired him, players, and and build your file on him. The notion that, like, what the Kansas City Eric Biennemi was should get him the OC job now as if last year didn't happen – I, I I don't agree with that. I don't I don't understand that. Now, if we end up there, because again, this new defensive person that's in charge to be named later says, "I want to I want some stability here. I want an offensive coordinator that's probably not going to get plucked out in a year or two to be a, a head coach." And I, I hate to say it this way, but the track record says the enemy's not going to be a head coach. Correct. Whether that's fair or not, I, I think we could have a great discussion well, about that. But you, you could also have someone that comes in, and because the OC tier is so watered down now. I mean, so many of these guys have taken jobs already mm-hmm. and already found homes and have already moved on to new places. Maybe there just aren't that many great options. Like, maybe you like Clint Kubiak, who I referenced earlier as a guy that I like, 
but he doesn't want to leave San Francisco to come here for whatever reason. It might happen that you end up back on Biennemi, but to me, there was never a big picture plan where they hoped it ended that way. I also would still say it would be very unlikely that, that it goes that route. Has Biennemi gotten any OC interviews other than the Pittsburgh one? Not that I know of. I know Tomlin had him do an interview. They have a good relationship. Has he gotten other even coordinating interviews at this point? I'm not talking about head coaching interviews. Other OC. Because if you ask Washington for permission, they're going to say, yes, you can interview him. I know he's currently on staff. Let's go to Kelvin in Clinton. You're on Grant and Danny. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Danny? What's up, Grant? Hey, buddy. Chilling, man. Hey, look, I was thinking, man, tell me what y'all think about this. Um, This guy, Mike McDonald, he kind of sort of pooped on uh, Johnson's offense when they when uh, Detroit played Baltimore. How about we uh, go grab uh, McDonald and have McDonald grab somebody off of that offense that's familiar with um, Jackson and draft Jaden Daniels in the, in the draft? What do y'all think about that? I'll be in. On, on the concept, right? I mean, again, how the draft presents itself is, is TBD, but the idea of Mike McDonald, part of that coaching tree, guys that he might know, you know, under Munkin or from from other stops, et cetera, you, you bring me a bunch of guys that had, you know, were five out of ten responsibility in Baltimore, and you want to make them sixes and sevens here, I'm all in on that. Raid that staff. Yeah, I, I sound like a broken record when I say this, but I'm not hiring the offensive coordinator for a specific quarterback I haven't drafted yet. Adam Peters has not done his due diligence on this draft. The staff here, currently in place, has, I'm sure, their rankings and and things that they're assembling in order, but we still have a combine and pro days and an entire pre-draft process to go, so their board is far from set. And you haven't even brought in the executives around Peters that are going to make that decision. Because with all due respect to Tim Gribble, who runs the college department and his staff, a lot of those guys may not be here after the draft. Like you, The idea of going and getting Peters, the hotshot, beloved, revered, up-and-coming talent evaluator in the league, was he's going to bring in a bunch of people and put together a department so that they don't have terrible drafts anymore because they were having too many mediocre or worse drafts in San Francisco and some of these teams like Baltimore and, heck, Detroit, when they put on clinics in the draft year in and year out. So you're going to try to start doing that. So... The, the notion that they're going to hire a coordinator based on wanting that guy to, to coach Jaden Daniels this week when I don't even think they've started crunching the, the Jaden Daniels film as a staff because the staff isn't in place seems like it's out of order. Let's go to Drew in Tampa. What's up, Drew? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, good good riddance to Ben. Uh, that, that seems like what our old franchise would have gone after and paid for. And he just seems like uh, a prima donna. So good riddance. I want, I want a leader. I want I, – somebody earlier brought up John Harbaugh, who is a special teams coordinator. He's a leader of men. He can command a room. He can command a roster. And he brings in the right people to run offense and defense. And he commands the team in a certain direction. So I don't necessarily care if it's a defensive guy or an offensive guy. I want somebody that's going to come in and steer this ship in the right direction and hire the right offensive coordinator and the right defensive coordinator and win with the right people in the right positions. So it doesn't really matter to me. I just want somebody that's going to command the room and command this team in the right way. And let's not forget, 
we can have the best coaches in the world if we don't draft and and bring in the right free agents. It doesn't matter who we have as a head coach. So we got to have the right guys on the field to do what these coaches are looking to do. So, yeah, just uh, adios Ben Johnson. I, I could care <laughs> less about that guy. I hope he never gets a head coaching job. And- <laughs> I love the animus. Thank you, Drew. And thanks for listening on the thanks, Odyssey Drew. app in Tampa as well. So you're not alone, Danny, in, totally. in the disdain for Ben Johnson a day after Tell a lot you, of people it, loved him. Yeah, people are missing it. It, it, it. The same way people went, all LeBron did was go to the Miami Heat. No, 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 no. It's different. And you know it's different. You're being purposely naive or, or putting your fingers in your ears if you think that's all it is. If you wanted to stay in Detroit, you're more than welcome to stay in Detroit. God bless you. You want to choose Seattle? You want to go coach in the uh, UFL or NFL Europe or go to Canada? Do what you want to do, dude. We're all sitting here playing a game of musical chairs for a finite number of gigs, jobs, etc. You've already gone through the process once and express interest. Doing it now screws, screws people over. You can't screw people over and not have others be angry about it. So that caller just brought up a, a pretty interesting point to me. In talking about the Harris ownership group, and he didn't use these words, but I will. Maybe dodging a bullet, right? Good riddance to him. Maybe this was the best thing that could have happened. I want to get into the Harris ownership group, actually, because we have not talked today about as much like their part of this process, you know, what their hands in this, so to speak. Would you be disappointed if you found out that Ben Johnson was their guy all along and this crumbled over money? Would that be a worrisome thing to you if you found out, let's say, that Ben Johnson wanted X and they weren't willing to go there? Problem or no? In terms of your ownership, mm-hmm. just saying, yeah, he's the best coach, but we're ju- we're just not paying that. If it, if they were outrageous asks, then no. If it was top of market for a guy that's never been in a head coach before, yeah, let's that's just normal. say hypothetically. But if it's double what uh, the, the you know, I don't know, pick your hot head coaching you, got like last he, year. He wanted nine million. No one's ever gotten more than seven and a half or, on their first job or whatever. And he wanted nine million and a six year deal or something. And they said, well, no, first year coaches get five unless you're paying a loser's tax like Carolina. We've had to before here. Uh, but we're not done, doing yeah. it anymore because I'm the owner now. So you're not getting six years. You're getting five. And we're going to give you what most coaches. We're going to give you seven, seven and a half. And they like they just wouldn't budge to the six and nine, so to speak. Yeah, that, that would bother me some. That would bother Because in other words, if you're willing to make that offer, it means you think he's the right dude. If you're willing to to to, to commit to that, to say we're going to offer you years and money for this incredibly clu- uh, exclusive position of which there are 32 like it on the planet. I'm not losing the bidding. So that would frustrate me. But if it's a, he's like, I want $1 trillion. Yeah, okay, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, th- then that's tr- that's smart. And and again, he, the idea that he pulled out of consideration at, at the 11th hour like he did yeah. tells you something about the dude. I don't, you, you could, you could make your own determination, but whoo, that, that is, that is puzzling. This is not quite the same as last year because he wasn't, necessarily it wasn't coming down to the wire where everyone said he was going to get the job. But it's kind of like last year. This is kind of twice he's done this in a way. Mm -hmm. Slightly different and more normal one year ago. Today, you're having your agent call when they're on the plane. I wish I could hear that phone call, by the way. Like the stuttering, stammering, kind of like, uh, rubbing your head. You uh, hold on once Can you speak up? There's a lot of turbulence. You said what? Bradley Cooper (laughs) style in the hangover where he's like, we lost Doug. We bleeped up. You know, yeah. <laughs> we messed up, man. 
Like if, if you're Richmond Flowers, the agent, and you're calling and you're like, uh, hey, Adam. So I just got a call from Ben. <laughs> ben wants to stay in Detroit. <laughs> what? Because yeah. I do think it was pretty stunning. Here's the question we should pose to people. Was this a botch by the commanders in any way? Is it fair to say that the Harris ownership group may have messed this up? Would it be their first swing and a miss, so to speak? Is that a possibility, or do you give them the benefit of the doubt and say, this guy pulled out last year, he's doing it again? I have a hard time saying it was a screw-up for them because we don't know if he's any good or not. Now, he's the best candidate, in my opinion, because he's the offensive play caller uh, and the best one available, but he might have been terrible, and for that reason, I, I can't go hard in the paint and say like it was a huge mistake. If like I think the Bears made a mistake when Jim Harbaugh basically came out and said he wanted to go there, and they said they were sticking with Matt Eberflus. We've got Matt Eberflus, thanks. That's dumb, and that's terrible. We don't know if Ben Johnson's any good. It's hard to, to chalk this up as an L or a, a botch for ownership when he may just be a good coordinator. He could be Norval Eugene Turner. How can we count it a loss when he's such an unknown? The next step is critical. If they end up with retread Randy, or they end up with their, you know, we find out it's the third, fourth, or fifth choice, and they got screwed because they waited and put all their eggs in one basket, then yeah, it's a botch. So who of the five, let's say then hypothetically, would you most be disappointed in? Quinn. Is oh, most yeah, disappointing. Of course, Dan Quinn. He's one of the five. So if they hire Dan Quinn, will you be willing to say they bungled this search? Yes. Would that be your first strike against the Harris ownership group? Yes. Not to the point that I'm out or of course you not. know, whatever. But I'd go that that, they, that was not well handled. That wasn't. Because it, it ended with Quinn, because of the way the Johnson thing happened, because the finalists included Glenn and and you know a couple of guys that no one else was interviewing. Yeah. You waited to the end for the, the the special prize, and you could have gotten someone that may have been a, a, a you know a better, again a Raheem Morris or something like that. Like there's a better version of Dan Quinn floating out there. Now again, it sounds like we're always beating up on Dan Quinn. I I, I hate that that's kind of how it's come across. I know that guy's a pretty decent coach, but that's not what you're trying to do here. You don't want pretty decent. You don't want good defensive coordinator. You want the next star. Is that, if you think he is, you know, Godspeed, but. To me, when you wait and go through this process of letting everyone else act quickly, there's a confidence. There's an air of, we're going to get our guy. There's no way that a month after they got eliminated, that interviewing everybody, waiting around for McDonald and, and uh, 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 Weaver and Glenn and, you know, by extension, Ben Johnson, that you'd go, we got our guy. You, you could have had him a month ago. Did the Harris ownership group botch this, in your opinion? And- We asked Albert Breer what's next for the Commanders. He said, quote, I think Dan Quinn is certainly in the mix, a guy who can create a culture. We've seen that in Atlanta. He built a great staff there. So you know he's a guy who has the connections to lure in good offensive coordinators. 
Also asked him about the news of the day, Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. He had this take. He said, your name doesn't stay hot forever. The guy's name can be hot for two or three years, and then it cools off. I don't think that's going to happen to Ben Johnson, but it could. I expect the Lions to be really good next season. They should win the division. They should be back in the playoffs, and his name will be right back in the coaching cycle. But at what point, now you pulled your name halfway through last year's, now you had a team, it seemed like, that was ready to offer you the job if they haven't already started talking numbers. Mm-hmm. And you kind of leave them high and dry. That's going to add up for teams in addition to just wondering, what is the deal? Does he want to do this or not? I think someone will get over it because all it takes is, you know, one sucker to do it. But I think the point stands. I mean, we should have learned our lesson again. I always point to Josh McDaniel, so I, I just can't believe somebody hired but, you know, the Raiders did it again, and now we know that guy will never get hired again, presumably be a head coach. But it happens. I mean, Jim Riggleman quit, wouldn't get on the plane, uh, leaving Washington, and went to Caddy's and then called the Junks the next morning. And he's got plenty of jobs in baseball and has worked his way back up the ladder again. So, like, I'm always kind of surprised at reactions that I think no- would be normal for for a league and a perception they're in. Because when someone does this, I would go, I'm not hiring that guy as my head coach. Period. End of story. I don't care what it, I don't care what the X's and O's are. That's not happening. He's not going to be in charge of my operation. I can't count on that dude. But somebody will. Someone will fall in love, and maybe we'll get an interview coach and and, and blow you away. But it, it it has to hurt you at some point, right? Question we're asking you guys is: Is this the first swing and miss by the Harris ownership group? However, we got here, and whoever you want to blame, the fact that the favorite to get this job all along, the favorite. From Washington's perspective, according to everyone, to offer the job to, that those stars had aligned, and it didn't happen. Is that a swing and a miss? I say no. And my defense of the Harris ownership group, even as a Ben Johnson backer, is that it it can't be a huge loss or mistake when we have no idea if it would have worked. I think the process should have ended with him getting the offer. I think he was the right guy to hire, but it's not like you're not paying a quarterback mm-hmm. who's proven to be good, or it's not like you are trading a player who then goes on to ball out, the opposite of the Chase Young situation, where I think you got to give them a big win at this point, getting a third-round pick in that deal, right? I guess I would feel like the whole process was a swing and a miss if it lands on Quinn, personally. Mm-hmm. Because, as you said, you should be going into this you you are starting on the ground floor. New ownership, new GM, new staff. We're all going to be patient and give you time. You should be trying to hit a ball 800 feet. You should not be trying to, to get on base and, and draw a walk here with a, a retread kind of safe type, you know what it looks like as a head coach option. So I will feel like it's a swing and miss if this is a prologue to something ultra disappointing. But if you miss on Ben Johnson, who I do believe they wanted all along, and you end up with Mike McDonald, fine. Yeah, then it's not a botch to me. If you end up with Bobby Slowick, even, fine. And I bet they hire Mike McDonald now. But what's it, that worth? Yeah, if, in other words, if if you wait in, in this process, because, again, you can be punished for waiting here. Again, I think I think the, the setup is insane to me that that people are fine that it just goes on this way but whatever i digress that's that's my own uh cross to bear but if you wait as other candidates are taking jobs it's a finite number of jobs and candidates if you waited and the guy that you wanted which i do believe they did i think that's who they wanted 
then either does something uh, flaky or flighty or irresponsible or or selfish, whatever you want to call it, he does that, leaving you in the lurch, then yeah. Now, I, you can't predict that. I, I don't think it's possible to predict the idea that the hottest head coaching candidate in, the, in this marketplace that everybody thought was going to you. That's why other teams moved on, by the way. They stopped waiting. They said, we're just going to find our guy and, and or find someone else and try to build our program. Called you on the way to interview him. By the way, I'm not taking it. I'm staying here in Detroit with Dan Campbell. You know, good luck to you guys. I don't know how you could have foreseen that, but putting eggs in that basket and then ending up with someone that you could have hired a month ago in in Campbell, not in, in Campbell, excuse me, in, uh, in Dan Quinn, that doesn't feel like that process was in your control. That feels like kind of a, ta-da, the aristocrats. It's kind of what we always wanted to do. No, it's not. We, so we both agree they always wanted Ben Johnson. I think so. Yeah. And do we agree that, they wanted Ben Johnson up until the moment he got the call. That, in other words, he didn't pull his name because he wasn't getting the job. Yeah, I again, I who knows what the motivation was from from Ben Johnson. That that's something I want to find out. The same way I want to find out what happened in that month after Snyder posed with Jerry Jones, and then he said, "I'm selling the team. I'll, I'll pay money for that." Put that on the list. Yeah, I want to know. But to me, this was. I think this came as a, as a total rug pull. Let's go to Brendan in Salt Lake City, listening on the Always Free Odyssey app. What's up, Brendan? Hey, guys. I uh, I wanted to tell you, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, you know, I, I think that there's – I agree with the fact that there's a lot of lack of professionalism at play here, whether that's poor communication from Johnson's side or the ownership side, I don't think we'll ever know. I, I don't think we're in whiff territory yet or in botch territory yet. You can swing and miss without it being a total botch. Sometimes there are factors at play that aren't within your control. I don't think that we should have – been as shallow on the offensive coordinator pool or on the offensive candidate pool as maybe we were. I, I don't understand why teams aren't looking at someone like Wes Phillips, who was in this organization, who's worked for Sean McVay, who's worked for Kevin O'Connell up in up in uh, Minnesota and has more experience than someone like Slowick. If Slowick's getting interviews, why couldn't you be looking at, at another candidate like that? Especially when people like Canales and Callahan are getting jobs, it seems like you're at that tier of of sort of talent that's something we should be looking at. I, I think that model is the correct model. I won't be heartbroken if we if we turn and go with McDonald. That can work out. We, we've seen that it can happen. I agree with, with Grant's assessment, though, that that tends to be the harder path for su- sustained success. So thanks for the sharp call. call buddy. Sharp call. Appreciate you, Brendan. That, going back to that idea, that's where I think they did bungle the search a little bit. By only having two offensive coordinators they interviewed. Like, that is crazy to me. Just... As an aside, to step back and look at that now. It's what I kept asking about throughout the process. I thought it was so weird. Well, I, I and maybe this is what happened. My belief was they don't need to interview 10 of them. They know it's going to be Ben Johnson. I kind of assumed based on that. That was one of the many reasons I was so confident, in addition to some of the stuff I was hearing, that they were going with the Lions OC. But the, the Panthers, as an example, interviewed 13 people for the job. <laughs> How many people you interview is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, remember, they, they interviewed like 87 people for a job, and, and then they hired Tommy. Tommy Shepard, When everybody. he was already the assistant GM, and they just promoted him. However, that whole thing worked out. So, like, the quantity of the folks being interviewed is not all that significant. But I say that to say, you had this whole process, and because Ben Johnson ended up staying in Detroit, you essentially had one viable OC candidate that you interviewed at a time where... Again, I know not everyone agrees with this, but I'm just going to cite the data. That's what most teams are doing because it's what you should be doing. 
I'm not going to make it some declarative statement anti-Peters or the ownership group, but it it is interesting to me. That is surprising to me. I think these guys are all very, very smart. I think yep. very highly of them. I would have thought, like, I, if I had a chance to ask them, why didn't you interview Dave Canales? Why didn't you interview Frank, Frank Smith? Smith? Why didn't you interview? He, he mentioned Wes Phillips. I I, I think he, I think he had, like, a, a suspicion of a DWI or something this season. Maybe that hurt him. I have no idea. But, like, why weren't some of these guys just interviewed in this process? Mm-hmm. Now, it, if you, you had the Ben Johnson thing play out how it did, you could fall back on a field of nine guys. And if you wanted to go offensive, it wouldn't just be Bobby Slowick, who's a slightly more experienced than me and you. Like, you, you would have a little bit more to tap into there. Tim is in Alexandria. What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. Um, I agree with the last caller, but my stance on this is it's not a botch because no one else got him. He's staying in Detroit. Um, but I'll parlay that by saying, and it kind of goes with the conversation, that now they're going to have more open eyes to the guys that they interview. They're not going to be set on one guy like it seems like they were before and, and like, Grant, you were. Um, so I think it's going to be a better process moving forward for the rest of the candidates, and they'll end up with the guy um, aside from Ben Johnson. So that's all I got. Appreciate you, dude. It just, I just think it, it forces your hand when you've gone this far. And, like, for example, they're not going to start over again and be like, we're going to call Adam Stenovich, the run game coordinator in Green Bay, and, you know, Mike LaFleur in, in L.A., who doesn't call plays but is the pass game coordinator for, for Sean McVay. It would It would make it look like, we had an offensive guy in mind, and he just left us at the altar. So now we got to start over again. You're probably going to end up picking from who you selected because this this process didn't just start a week ago or two weeks ago when they started doing their first interview. They've been on this for a while, quietly, you know, behind the scenes, hiring uh, consultants and the, the Bob Myerses of the world and the Spielmans of the world. They've been on who they want to talk to for a minute here. So starting anew, I think, would, would make it look like this was fly-by-night, which it wasn't. So of this pool, you're now very limited. Where you've got one offensive mind, if that's the route that you wanted to go, they're going to tell you they prioritize other things. But again, I just this is my this was my big question throughout. Where it's not done until it's done. What if Ben Johnson's wife loves uh, grunge music and and wants nothing but uh, a drip coffee in her life because she wants to live in Seattle or who knows? I think they thought again. Everyone hates the idea of done deal. I think they thought this is this is what's going to happen. Me too, and that's why I'm kind of going. And I think that was Ben great. Johnson made it probably seem that way to them throughout the process. Like they felt like they were working toward going to prom together, and then the day that you got to turn in the form as to who you're going with, they found out they weren't going with Ben Johnson anymore, and they didn't line up any other options in terms of possible uh, offensive types. Is this anything about this process bother you about how it was handled? Uh, Grant and Danny on the fan. I don't think Ben Johnson has interviewed great um, over the last couple of years. And so where he was in the search, I think, could be a factor. You know, I, I also know the other part of this is, um, you know, last year, I know Detroit knew that Ben was a little, let's just say, insecure about where he was and whether or not he was ready. And he's pretty self-aware. And I think at that point, Detroit made it worth his while to say, hey, 
you know, like if you want to take that extra year, we'll do our best to make you whole financially and we'll give you a good option right here where you are. And he wound up taking it. Now, I don't know if that part happened again, but I can just tell you, like, Detroit really values him. And so if there was an opening there for them to take him off the market, I could see where they would have maybe tried to do that too. That was Albert Breer. He joined us earlier today here on Grant and Danny. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to this radio show. We give it to you every day, 2 to 6.30. And we're taking you up to 6.30 tonight, 45 minutes from right now. Then we are live and local into the evening this evening with overtime. So keep it right here on the fan. Before we get back to some calls and some thoughts on whether or not you think anything was botched on the team side, you have suggested that you have now put Ben Johnson on the I root against him list. And I do wonder if you guys feel the same way as Danny in that regard. And we can open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines on that as well at 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in. Is Ben Johnson going to be now someone that you actively root against when you see him that you have a negative kind of vitriolic reaction like Danny's going to have? I'm disappointed he did this. I think it was a bad look to wait till they were in the air. I think that's awful. But while he's no longer my guy, we don't need a Ben Johnson alert. I'm not in love with him. I'm not infatuated with him coming here anymore. I will not file him into a category of people I root against. I'll be curious to see how his career goes, for sure. If he takes a head coaching job next year, I'm not going to hope that it goes badly. You're better at that than I am. Um, and I'm that's good for you. I'm, I'm impressed with it. Uh, I'm not that way. You can leave. You can go to other teams. You can you can stay. You can go. You can do what you want. When everybody's counting on you, and then you just have like a change of heart because uh, Dan Campbell didn't kick a field goal or something. I don't know. Whatever went through your mind, they were on the way basically to seal the deal with you, dude. That, that's that's what happened to believe. Now, if if that was totally bogus, and I'm wrong, and we find out later after the fact that he was never a real candidate or some kind of weird thing, they just interviewed him twice out of courtesy. I have no idea. Fine, but. All the tea leaves and all the signs are pointing towards you were going to be the dude. And we waited around. Everybody waited. Raheem Morris goes somewhere else. Jim Harbaugh goes somewhere else. Right. If you're talking to Vrabel, you are the dude. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just not into it. I'm just going to send it out. Wrong. Nope. Betrayal. That's what it is. That is that is cowardly. That is uh, fickle. That is immature. That is not what a leader does. So you went ahead and told everybody who you were. And now we believe you. So, yeah, I, I will root against that dude. Garris, I want to come to you for your take. I believe you were one of the Ben Johnson advocates with your pal, with Johnny Cakes Allville. Yeah, I was pretty locked in on the fact that Ben Johnson was coming. I've been posting uh, the Ben Johnson wearing a commander's hat photo in my group chats for the last three weeks now. So, yeah. Will you be rooting against him? Are you mad at Ben Johnson? <sighs> I... I'm definitely I'm definitely disappointed in Ben Johnson. Uh but to take it as far as rooting against the Lions and rooting against any success that he has, not nah, I just don't got that in me, unfortunately. So no, nah, I'm not I'm not mad at him. You know, it just is what it is. I'll save some time and not have to ask Ryan about this because he apparently likes the Lions more Makes than me love him the more. commanders at this point. I mean, he was sitting in the room right after the news. He's like, This is awesome. Jared Goff gets his OC back. Man. He pulls it, up the Wolf of Wall this Street is Great news. I'm not leaving. I mean, in defense of me here real quick, 
I, I was upset. Like I wanted him to be the head coach really of the you Commanders. But also, no, 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 like seriously, I I am genuinely like upset about this. But also, my guy's coming back to Detroit to run it back with Dan Campbell and Jared Goff and the boys. So, well, as, as long as that's the case, you okay, buddy? Good luck. Sound mortified. <laughs> Let's go to TJ and Bowie, home of the Bay Sox. TJ, are you mad at Ben Teach. Johnson? No, I'm not mad. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So, no, I'm not mad at him. And first of all, guys, I want to—I owe you an apology, uh, and I owe all the fans an apology. Uh, my wife is the reason that Ben Johnson did not come. Darn it. Um, yeah, so uh, after the Lions lost, uh, first of all, my wife is not sure if you're religious, but she's one of those people that's uh, God's favorite people. Okay. And when she prays, like, atmosphere gets shifted. And uh, after the Lions lost, um, I said, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. We're going to have him as our head coach. She said, no, he needs to stay in Detroit so oh, that no. they can have another chance to win. And I said, don't you dare say that. Why would you oh, do that? No. So we got into a little bit of a tiff. Mm-hmm. And so she doubled down and raised her voice and said, he's going to stay in Detroit. And then sure enough, breaking news today, this happens. And so uh, I apologize, everybody. What's no, her name? What's her name? My wife's name is Orion, and she's from Philly, and she's a diehard Eagles fan. But oh, she does no. support the Commanders is she with you because right of now? her husband. So uh, is she, she with you? She is, but she's working. Yeah, I, <laughs> hey, I need you to put her on the phone. I'm going to put her on the phone right okay. now. <laughs> she needs to know what she's done. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm going to put her on the phone right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look, she wants to talk hey, to us. Hey, I got the radio on the phone. <laughs> I got the radio on. The phone. <laughs> Orion, is that so, you? Okay, can you guys hear? Yeah, us? Orion, why did you do this? Why, why would you wish you, that on us? Why did you wish that he would stay in Detroit? <laughs> I was kind of being spiteful towards my husband because he was being a d. He was not being very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you've ruined so, everything for everyone. But there's there's fallout. There's fallout. The rest of us have to get hurt too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it all back. Oh, well, well okay. Well, that's fine. Then. Oh, my God. Breaking news <laughs> from Schefter. Ben Johnson has so changed. It turns out she took it back. Thank you, yep, TJ. Guys, and- I just, I, I just want to say that I think Bobby Slowick should be our pick. He he worked on the defensive side of the ball. Just don't let Orion like say anything bad about Bobby Slowick. Okay. Sorry, buddy. We are late. But I appreciate the call. That was funny. And uh, thank you for making the call. I have the radio on the phone. I have the radio on the phone. (laughs) Get that liner. That's pretty good. Grant and Danny on the fan taking you up to 630. Let's go best worst case options next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.